you're talking about it is because we're talking about it. The T. Gerard Williams Show. Yeah. Hey, my friends. This is T. Gerard Williams, your host and executive producer of the T. Gerard Williams Show. And today, I am excited to have Tony Newman on our show. We have been sending out blurbs all over Facebook, all over social media that she was going to be on our show, and today she's here. She's the author of I Rise, The Transformation of Tony Newman. And so, without any further ado, without any hesitation or reservation, I am going to introduce Miss Tony Newman. Tony, are you on the line, ma'am? I am on the line, and thank you, sir, for having me. I, I'm very appreciative and, and, and grateful. Well, it is our pleasure. I tell you, it is a plum-pleasing pleasure to have you on today. Listen, can you do one thing for me? Uh, where are you right now? I'm in San, I'm at St. James Infirmary uh, in San Francisco, California. And how's the weather in California today? A little cold, a little breezy over in San Francisco. So we need coats today, even though it's supposed to be summer. <laughs> well, that's an amazing contrast. I'm down here in Miami, Florida, and it is hot as it can be. It's all, it started hot, and it's going to end up being hot all day today. Maybe a little rain. That, but that's not my, my case. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing what happens from coast to coast. Yes, it is, wow. sir. <laughs> hey, listen, this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to go ahead and, and kind of t- turn this interview into a a segment that we haven't done before, but I've done it on another station. The question I want to ask you is, when was the last time you did something for the first time? Now, the reason I pose that because I understand that your life has been and probably always will be a series of firsts. So having said that, let's start with the latest first in your life and that would be your appointment to the executive director of St. James Infirmary. So could you tell us about that first, and then we'll kind of work our way back to some of the other major firsts in your life? Absolutely. Uh, I got appointed uh, March 26th of this year to become the executive director of St. James Infirmary. And St. James is a peer-based occupational health and safety clinic for ex-sex workers, current sex workers, street workers, and the homeless. We are here to provide kind of a free, compassionate, and non-judgmental health care and social services to sex workers, both current and former, of all genders and sexual orientations, uh, providing them, you know, with uh, trying to prevent occupational illnesses and injuries through a lot of different services. So we are a FQHC that provides medical and social services, basically, uh, with the medical team and and case management. And I'm glad to be here because I know what it is to be on the street. Um, Back when I was on the street 20-something years ago doing my thing, um, there was no Obamacare and no clinic like this for me to go to to get checked out to make sure I was healthy. But thank God I... I pressed through, and I am healthy today, and I came out okay. But most of uh, my counterparts uh, have died or got AIDS or, or you know, caught an illness or, or something back during those days because we didn't really take care of ourselves. So this is great service that we're providing to people who um, 
just like everybody else, they need health care. Okay, now that sounded pretty good. That sounded like the PSA, though, to me. So let me back up a little bit. Um, you were appointed to this position. You were you were selected out of all the people who could be the executive director. You were singled out and appointed. Now, your particular qualifications for this job, uh, you said that back in the day 20 years ago there were some things that happened in your life, and because um, I'm not quite sure what our audience knows about you in particular, why don't we go ahead and talk about your qualifications for this position? Well, um, 20 years ago I was a street prostitute, then moved on from street work to being an escort and then a mistress. And that's how I survived during my early years of transitioning from a man to a woman. Um, I had a degree from Wake Forest in graduate work, but during my transition, I found that no one back in late 90s, early 2000 would hire me. Some of that was because of my transitional look. It was obvious back then I was a, a man transitioning to a woman, and some just didn't like that I was transitioning from male to female. So I, I hustled, I worked on the streets, um, and I know what that feels like to be on the street uh, trying to make a few dollars just to survive, to pay for a place to sleep at night. Um, I made my way out of that um, and then started with Equality California as a fundraiser, a volunteer recruiter, um, and worked there for several years, building up my fundraising and development experience. And then I went to work for uh, Ms. Risa Phillips, a, a black female who was running the THE Health and Wellness Center in Inglewood and Crenshaw in California, and worked my way up from development coordinator to interim director of development and communications. From there, I went on to become the director of development for My Tree AIDS Hospice here in San Francisco under Michael Smithwick. And I worked there for three years, uh, raising uh, from 600 to 800000 a year, uh, helping with our $2.6 million budget. And from there, um, it came to my attention that St. James, who had an interim, um, uh, Joanna Breyer, uh, was holding it down until they could find uh, ED. Uh, I understand several applicants, October, November, December, and January, they interviewed. Nothing came up. Um, someone reached out to me and said, maybe you should interview. Uh, I looked into it. I understand the mission. I'm an ex-sex worker, ex-prostitute, ex-street worker myself. So I understand that life. It's different 20 years later, but it's still hard. And I applied, um, and I interviewed, um, I guess, three to four interviews. And uh, now that I'm here and got to see some of the applicants who had applied, uh, a doctor from Chicago and a Ph.D. from Berkeley and an MBA from UCLA, I feel very honored that all of my hard work has paid off. My philosophy has been keep your head down and just work hard. Hard mm. work does pay off. Yeah, you know, it absolutely does. On the yeah. way, I've been spoken to in a manner that's inappropriate along the way, but I've always believed, and my father and mother all taught me, if you work hard and put your faith into yourself, it will pay off. And I've done that for the last nine, ten years. Well, it sounds like you are uniquely qualified for the position, not saying that 
that that should be the the end all be all of it. But but a, a deeper sense of understanding and compassion that goes with a job like this is certainly important. And certainly, I can see where you know you could feel for the clients. Wow, yeah, that's amazing. I understand them. I mean, you know, I, um, I, I've lived it. Of course, I'm older. These are younger people. Um, so it's different now how they're escorting, how they're mistressing street work. But I understand what it means to try to make a living and just survive because that's basically all I was doing. I needed money, and nobody would hire me. Right. If somebody would have hired me, I wouldn't have done it. I didn't want to do it. You know, here I am with, you know, two degrees out in the winter in New York City in 19, in the late 90s, hustling. That's not really where I wanted to be. But with no job and no income coming in, I didn't have a choice. Hmm. You spoke of, of transitioning from male to female. So that would make you the first transgender that um, St. James was hired. In this position. Uh, and the first trans, uh, the first person of color to run the organization. We are 19 years old, and I'm the first uh, person of color and also the first trans uh, woman and also the first trans woman of color to uh, be the executive director of St. James. Wow. When was the last time you did something for the first time? You are amazing in that these are some first that are a major accomplishments, and and yet, you know, you had to fight so hard for this. Well, you know, I have always believed nothing easy, um, nothing that you want is easy. I've always had to fight and hustle and work very hard for everything I've got, and uh, you know, I put my trust in God. Um, I put out good energy. Um, and uh, I found it works. It may take a while. You, it may not happen like you want it, but eventually hard work and good karma does come back to you. I believe that with all of my heart, soul, mind, and body. I believe it. Yes, it does. It, you're absolutely correct there, I tell you. It's amazing how people don't realize that karma does work all the yes, time. What you put out <laughs> is what you get back. That's exactly it. Wow. Okay, well, you know what, um, you are, so that makes that you're also then the first woman of color, African-American, trans, trans woman, as you, your term, and you also are an author. So that puts you in another first category. Yeah, well, I, I wrote a book in May 2011. Um, uh, I'm the first um, trans woman of color to write a book in the 21st century, a memoir. That memoir was nominated for a Literary Award and some other recognitions as well. I wrote about my 20-year journey of that country boy back in North Carolina uh, under my Christian mother and my uh, Christian father, two great people, uh, loved the Lord, uh, good Christian household, how I began to come to who I am today. So it, it was. It, it, the book is about my 20 years of Tony Newman growing up in Jacksonville, North Carolina, Tony Newman going on scholarship to Wake Forest University, meeting Dr. Maya Angelou, reading her poem, I Rise, No Matter How You Treat Me, What You May Say About Me, Just Like the Dirt on the Ground, I Rise. And 
at that time the poem didn't really mean that much, but as I began to get older and then go through all the stuff I was going through and found myself without friends and family on the streets of New York as a, a, a trans woman, um, I realized that I was at the very bottom. I was the dirt that people walked on. But just like dirt, I rise. And that's how I came up with the title, I Rise, The Transformation of Tony Newman. I mean, many thought I would be, the end of me would be when I transitioned. My family, oh, you're going to be nothing. This can't work out. You're going to be nothing. My friends, oh, my God, you're going to be... Are you going to be one of them, or are you going to be nothing? You know, you went to school all those years. You just wasted your time. Mm. And I continued to press on because it was something I was called to do, called to be, and I couldn't be happy any other way. I wasn't happy being any other way. So I pressed on. And so, just like the dirt, that people thought that they could walk over me and say things to me and put me down and you've you've ruined your life, you're never going to be anything, God doesn't love you, no one will love you, you've made a huge mistake, that gave me the courage and motivation to keep going. And just like the dirt, I rise. So that's how I came up with the title to the book and to let people know you may have thought I was nothing. You may have thought I was trash, but just like dirt, I rise. Wow. And now look at me now. Wow. Now look, That's amazing. God is good. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is. Listen, for my listening audience, for those who are listening and for those who know the routine and know the drill, that you don't turn the station on without paper and pencil or paper and pad or some kind of way of writing down this information, I'm going to ask Tony to tell us where we can get a copy of that book. Um, and so as she prepares to tell us that, make sure you're ready to copy down the information. So having said that, Tony, where can we receive a copy of this book of yours? You can get the book on my website at Tony, with an I, TonyDNewman.com. Uh, my name is Tony, with an I. Oh, on Amazon and any book um Digital site, I'm on uh, over uh, 75 sites from Amazon to all kinds of other sites. So whatever you buy, your books or your digital reading, you can find me by uh, searching Tony Newman. I rise the transformation of Tony Newman. Or you can go to my website and it has links to where you can buy the book. You can read excerpts from the book. Um, and see what the book is really all about at TonyDNewman.com. That's also my Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn name, Tony D. Newman. All right. We covered the whole social media gamut, but that's www.tonydnewman.com, www.tonydnewman.com, to make sure that you get a copy of that book and to see where uh, Tony has come from in her life as detailed in her memoir. Now, there's something else that I know that has come out of this book that has been birthed out of, out of your book. It's a film called Heart of a Woman. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, my partner of 15 years, Alton Damore, 
and British director Keith Holland turn the sex part of the book, the prostitution, the hustling, the working, the trying to find a job, the struggle it was to find a job into a short film called Heart of a Woman. It's a 30-minute feature. Uh, we we premiered at the Cover City Film Festival and have some invitations to some other film festivals to premiere this movie. But our goal, uh, and Alton's goal, and Keith's goal, is to get a full feature, 90-minute feature, completed, shown at your local theater in your local area at a movie theater. And we're looking for $3 million to do a full feature um, to tell the story of how I overcome from that street prostitute, that broken, uh, very sad person, to a person of courage and power um, is what the story is really about. Uh, working as a, 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 an escort but dreaming, there is something better. There is hope. I can be more. I can do more. So we're, we're in the process. Uh, we have some funding of looking for $3 million to get the full funding for a 90-minute feature so you guys can see it at your local AMC theater all across the United States of America and abroad. So that would be my biggest dream, even bigger than, than this, seeing that film at a theater in North Carolina or L.A., or even going to San Francisco and watching it at the theater. That would be just the biggest blessing that I could ever, ever hope for. Well, I pray that your dreams come true. Because certainly Thank that you, is brother. A, and that's I pray a worthwhile... Would... I'm sorry. I mean, I, I'm a bit on you. I'm sorry. No, I said I pray that yours come true as well, and I appreciate that, that love from you. Uh, I appreciate uh, it. Thank you so much. Now, for those who have been listening, if you go back to the website that I just told you about, there's a little bitty window over there that has a, a nice little piece of that movie that you can watch and, and get a feel of what's really happening and the, the emotional content. Oh, man, you, you need to see that as well. So I'm not even going to tell you the website again. It's www.tonydnewman.com. I'm not even going to mention that to you because you should have wrote it down. And I'm not going to spell it for you, that T-O-N-I-D-N-E-W-M-A-N. I'm not going to spell it for you to tell you that you need to go over there and take a look at what's going on at that page. And Tony has some news on there as well about what's going on in her life and some very good photos, and you need to go check it out. Now, having said all that, let me get back. So, Tony, let me ask you this right here. Let me ask you this. This is, this is very um, crucial to me. Um when when you're going about your day-to-day living and, and day-to-day um, life, how do you impact others? Um, I don't mean from the standpoint of, of who you are or what you've come through, but, but how do you impact the lives of people that you meet on a day-by-day basis? You know, sir, I come, I come to work here grateful, whether my body's feeling great or not, I come feeling blessed. And I try every day to show love to no matter who I encounter, whether that's on the BART train coming from my home in San Francisco, flying home to L.A., or coming to St. James. I try, I do my best to live a life of love and hope and be a compassionate soul. 
I'm hoping all the people I encounter on this way that they feel the love that I am trying to give them, no matter where they are, without any judgment, without any any ideas of my own. I accept them for where they are. I don't try to tell them you shouldn't do this, but do my best to help and guide. And and that's what I feel I'm I'm here to do is help, serve and guide wherever I can. I'm I'm a person of service. I've always been a person of service and that's what works for me and that's where I think my blessings come from. And that's what I try to portray and give to every person I meet out in the street, in the clinic, wherever I'm going. Uh, I'm here to serve. You know, it's not me uh, that's done all these things, but it's through the grace of God that I've been able to achieve and that they've allowed me to to get here and I need to give back. So I'm just a person of service. That's all I am. (laughs) Tony, you know what? This is my first conversation with you, and I feel like I know you. I'm feeling your passion coming through the airwaves. I mean, I'm I'm impressed just just by your 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 ethic about life about the way you want to live and and certainly I mean you know we we've all had some some rough spots in our lives you know we go through ups and downs of course that's that's just part of living and and to say that you had an additional burden wouldn't be fair to you to say that so but what I'm saying is you know the journey that you've had is a is a way for people to identify that life no matter what it throws at you, that you should go ahead and make the best of it because the best is still yet to come. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's always dark. There's light coming somewhere. you got to hang in there. Darkness will be overshadowed by light eventually. So Absolutely. I've always believed that. It can only stay dark for so long. Keep striving. Keep moving. And whatever your source of power is, whatever that is, Tune into that and move forward. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. Having said that, Tony, we certainly thank you for being our guest. Our guest today has been Tony Newman, the author of I Rise, The Transformation of Tony Newman, the Executive Director of St. James Infirmary in California, and a wonderful person and a wonderful guest. And having said all that, Tony, thank you so much for being with us today. Much love to you and all your guests and listeners. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. All right, my friends. Once again, we thank our guests, and we look forward to being of any assistance that we can possibly be in her journey and in life's journey. Okay, once again, this is T. Gerard Williams, your host and your executive producer of the T. Gerard Williams Show. And as always, I'll see you when I see you. Bye-bye now. The T. Gerard Williams Show.
heartbeat of talk radio. It's the T.J. Rod Williams Show. talking about it. 